So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt. Why? Because they needed to find somewhere safer. I'm sure they'd really rather have stayed in Bethlehem. After all, they'd already traveled a long way to get there from Nazareth, their real home. And Mary must have been so tired as a new mother trying to look after a baby boy far away from her family and the support that that normally brings. But King Herod wanted to kill all the baby boys in the area. He wanted to make sure that none of them would grow up and become a king and take his place. So he sent his soldiers out into the town and the villages to find all the baby boys. But God sent an angel messenger to Joseph that it was time to leave Bethlehem and travel to another country called Egypt, where they'd be safe from Herod and his soldiers. Now, the journey to Egypt was going to be a dangerous journey for Joseph, Mary, and the baby, and the Bible doesn't actually tell us very much about that journey, but we can try and imagine what it might have been like for them. And I need some people to come and help me do this. So, who would like to come and be Joseph? Doesn't matter what age you are. Come on then, Hattie. Come be Joseph. And who'd like to come and be Mary? (laughs) Somebody at the back. Well done. Okay, so you come here with me and we'll think about what it must have been like for Joseph and Mary. I think when you go on a journey, you usually have things to carry. So what do you think Mary carried on the journey? The baby. The baby. Brilliant. Would have been awful to leave the baby behind. So you get the baby. And you, like most dads, get to carry everything else. (laughs) Now, what do you think Joseph took on the journey with him? Food. Food. Brilliant. Okay, let's see. Water. Actually, you do better than water. You get chocolate biscuits and you get packet drinks. And you have to promise me you won't quarrel over which one you have, okay? There's pineapple and orange. And I've organized a rucksack, too. What about some other things that Joseph might have taken? Any ideas? Didn't weren't they given some presents? A gold frankincense myrrh. Gold frankincense. You were listening during December, weren't you? Well done. Okay, you hold the rucksack. Good. So here's the gold. Pop it in the back. No, you have to say okay. <laughs> You're no packer, are you? Okay. Um, frankincense. Well, yeah. Okay, a tin of frankincense. Frankincense comes from a tree, etc. And myrrh. Okay. So we're going to put that in as well. Here we go. Zip you up. It's a bit like taking your family away for Christmas, isn't it? Okay. And I thought you might find a walking stick helpful as well, because you're going on a really long journey. So you guys are all ready, you've got everything you need, but how are you feeling? Herod's soldiers are going to be on, scared, yeah. What if the baby cries? Um, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. You're feeling a bit uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it. It's heavy load, isn't it? Mm. Both to carry on your back and the responsibility for this, your wife and your baby son who you have to look after 
for all of his life. So, you're a bit afraid, a bit worried. As you go along, how you, what, are you, what are you going to look for on the, on the road to help you hide from the, the soldiers? Um, like a bush. A bush, yes, you could hide behind a bush. Rocks. If, yeah, boulders. You could hide behind all of those. What about overnight? It would be really cold to sit behind a bush and rocks. So maybe if you found a hollow, a hollow or maybe even something like a cave, would that work? You could stay there at night and you would be safe and reasonably warm. And maybe if you hid in the back of it, nobody would see you. So why don't you go and hide in the cave? I'm hoping they remembered the words of the song, Do not be afraid, for I will always be with you. Now, it looks reasonably safe, maybe not very comfortable under there, but they are in a cave. But what happens if Herod's soldiers come along? And look in the cave. Would they find the little family hiding in there? You're quite confident, no. I'm not so confident. Good soldiers are supposed to do a good job of looking for the people they're trying to find. Now, we don't know what happened, but there is a very old story. It's not a Bible story, but it's a story that imagines how God might have protected Mary and Joseph in the cave. And if you're quite small and you want to come a bit closer and sit at the front and see better, that would be great. Come with mum and dad if you would like to. Sit somewhere near the front so you can see. Because they're, they're rather low down and you can't quite see what's going on. So this story that I'm going to tell you today, it's not a Bible story, but it's a story that tells us something quite important about how God can use small, ordinary things as part of his big, extraordinary plan for the world. Now, the story says that in the cave where Joseph, Mary, and the baby Jesus were hiding from Herod's soldiers, there lived a little spider. Just a little one. Okay, just a little one. So I need someone to be the spider. Any volunteers? Yeah, come on then. Come be spider. <coughs> You stand up here with me. Now, there's a great spider, but there's a slight problem. How many legs have you got? Eight. Have you? Four. How many have you got? Four. I meant two. You've got two. So, actually, we need how many more people? We need six more legs because you are quite right. Spiders do have eight legs. So, can we have... Three more people to come help be a spider. You can be a grown-up spider, it's okay. Okay, so we're going to do spider like this. You stand here, and you come around here, and hold on to her waist. That's it, like that, brilliant. And you come around here. We've now got a six-legged spider, will that do? Okay, that'll do. That's probably enough. And the other thing spiders have are eyes, okay? So then we now have a six-legged spider for our story. And the spider didn't really mind sharing her cave with these 
two people and their little baby. They were clearly tired. They just needed somewhere to rest and catch up on some sleep. And she waited until they were all asleep. And then she did what spiders do best. What's that? Make a web. Make a web. Although it occurred to me when we were talking about the cleaning day that we really rather downgraded cobwebs, didn't we? (laughs) Slight problem there, but maybe the cobwebs will bring people together in a big cleaning exercise, and that would be good. So she thought, well, I can't really do much for them, but maybe I could actually spin my web across the front of the entrance of the cave, and maybe that would actually help to just give a little protection from the night. So this was such a clever spider that it separated into three bits. And we had one person over here. Let's see, you stand by the table. And you hold your piece of web there. And one person over here. Can you two sit down here? That's it. And you hold it there. Can you stand over here? There we go. And if you hold that bit there, and I'll come over here. I'm the other two legs of the spider, and there we go. We've spun a web across the front of... That's it. Now, it was a cold night, very cold night, frosty, just like this morning. So by the early morning, the spider had spun a web that had attracted the moisture and the frost. And when you looked at it, it looked a bit like a frosty lace curtain across the entrance to the cave where Joseph and Mary were hiding. And as the sun came up, Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus were still fast asleep in the cave. They didn't hear two of Herod's soldiers marching along the road. Now, the two soldiers reached the cave, and they thought, hmm. And one soldier said to his companion, shall we take a look inside? There might be people hiding in there. And his companion said to him, no, you know, I don't think so, because look at that spider's web hanging right across the entrance. I don't think anybody's been in or out of there for the last few days. If they had, the spider's web would have been broken and damaged. There's no point in checking it, he said. Let's move on. So Herod's soldiers never looked in the cave. And they never found Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus hiding there. And perhaps the message of the story is that God can use even small things, ordinary things, everyday things, like a spider's cobweb, as part of his great plan of salvation. And some people say that the reason we hang tinsel on our Christmas trees every year is to remind us of the spider's web story and how it played such an important part in the salvation of the world. As I said, The Bible doesn't tell us very much about Joseph and Mary's dangerous journey to Egypt. But we've tried to think about what it must have felt like for them, how frightened they must have been, but how they trusted God to keep them safe and protect them on their journey, and how God made sure they stayed safe.